There is a lot of good stuff going on here at Candy Apple Studios. Um, Mistress DJ is working on recording some great Christmas audio, which I just think is going to turn out tremendous. Uh, also, with my computer out of action, I accidentally, well, not accidentally, but because my computer was out of action, I had to use my old computer. And as I was looking through the files on there, I found a copy of the rules that myself and another sissy lived under in college. If you don't know my story, there were some girls in my dorm. They forcibly feminized me in a pretty, you know, harmless way. And it just kind of grew and grew and grew out of all, you know. So myself and another sissy basically lived in the same apartment from the end of sophomore year all the way through graduation. And we... Um, we had rules. I mean, everything from having to keep our toenails painted and changing out the color every three days to um, what we had to wear if we were home over three hours, things like that. Even as much as we were only allowed to put the deadbolt lock on when we were sleeping. So there were all sorts of rules that, that we lived by. And I found the four-page version. I know eventually there was an eight-page version. I really want to find it because I think this would make a great audio. I never thought of it before because it's way too short for a book, but it would make a really cool audio. There's a bunch of uh, Christmas feminization stories I have out. Of course, I featured them at this time. I didn't do a new one this year, but the one from last year, um, Gift Wrapped, is, is quite good. And then I'm still working on finishing up the writing for The Great um, Sorority Sissy Hunt which has some amazing writers helping me. I think it's a really cool series and a really cool premise. So I'm busy, <laughs> but it's a good kind of busy. Anyway, not too busy to be back here next week, uh, computer gods willing. And if the fan holds out, I will be doing another show, another podcast, which will be um, the third part of the Sissy's Mentor. And then the week after that will be a little bit different because I think that'll be time for our Christmas special. In the meantime, you just have a great week. Thanks for being patient. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. The Sissy's Mentor Collection is written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Costa. Narrated by Miss Jen Davis. For mature audiences only, all characters are above the legal age. The Sissy's Mentor 2. The New Normal. Rachel didn't bother Tracy for the rest of the day, but she did insist that he keep his clothes and makeup on. She wouldn't even let him take off his heels, whether he could walk in them or not. A few times he was tempted to change his clothes, but then he thought of drawing Rachel's ire and changed his mind. He could hear her on the phone with Paige later that night, laughing about what they had done to him. He hated being the brunt of their joke. He wasn't a sissy, but they hadn't really left him a choice. He spent most of the night dreading tomorrow, 
when he'd have to go to class. Around 11 o'clock, Rachel presented him with the nightie that Paige had put in the suitcase for him. Put this on now, said Rachel, holding up the sapphire blue baby doll for Tracy to see. It would look extremely sexy on the right woman, but Tracy was certain that he wasn't that girl. Oh, God, I can't, pleaded Tracy. It's going to be a lot easier for you if you learn to do what I tell you to, said Rachel. Can I at least have some privacy when I put it on, asked Tracy. You've got nothing I haven't seen already, but sure, agreed Rachel, grabbing the remote and plopping down on the couch. I'll let you keep whatever dignity you can. When you're changed, come out of the bathroom and show me. Tracy took his time in the bathroom. He stared at the mirror of his made-up face and his female clothing. He did, in fact, look a lot like a girl. Not necessarily an attractive girl, because there was something off about his appearance, even if he couldn't quite put his finger on it. But he looked like a girl nonetheless. He made a game out of how many things he would have to take off before he looked like a guy again. As long as there was makeup on his face, it was a lost cause. He had no idea how to take the makeup off, though. He looked around for anything called makeup remover and found some wipes in the medicine cabinet that looked like they were for that exact reason. But it was hard to remove everything, especially the mascara that now coated his eyelashes. Once he was reasonably sure that he had removed the makeup, he put on the ridiculous baby doll. Paige couldn't have picked a more ridiculous outfit to make him wear if she had wanted to. Tracy grasped the handle of the bathroom door and again noticed the polish that Rachel had applied to both his finger and toenails. He knew from a particularly nasty run-in with the bully of a babysitter that he'd need remover to get that stuff off. As he walked through the door and into the living room, he was immediately startled by a camera flash and then another. About eight of them had gone off before he fled back into the bathroom. Too late, called out Rachel. I already got some beautiful pictures to capture this moment with. I never agreed to pictures, replied Tracy angrily. I never asked, chuckled Rachel. Now get out here before I decide to make a web page with them. Sheepishly, Tracy stuck his head out the door and saw Rachel smiling smugly. He instinctively put up his hand to shield his face from her phone. It's kind of late for that, don't you think? asked Rachel. Besides, I already sent the pictures to Paige, so even if you somehow managed to steal my phone and erase the pictures, Paige would still have copies. You are such a bitch, said Tracy. Yeah? What's your point? asked Rachel. Now, let's get some posed pictures. It took a bit of convincing, but soon Rachel had her roommate putting his hands on his hip pouting, running his fingers through his hair, and blowing kisses. Rachel teased him the whole time by telling him he was a natural cover girl. Are you done now, whined Tracy? 
Yeah, I think Paige is going to love these, said Rachel, feeling proud of herself. I'm going to go to bed, said Tracy. I think I am, too. But I'm going to warn you now, tonight and every night, do not let me see you out of your baby doll when you go to sleep. If you do, you won't like how or where you wake up, warned Rachel. I won't, said Tracy. That was the last conversation they had. They both went to bedrooms where Rachel slept in a t-shirt and panties, while Tracy tried his best to get some sleep in the blue baby doll he was forced to wear. <laughs> it wasn't a peaceful slumber. At one point, he woke up with his heart beating a mile a minute from some nightmare that he couldn't remember. Rachel was already out when Tracy got up. He had class today, and he didn't want anybody to notice his now hairless legs. So he picked a red t-shirt and a pair of faded blue jeans. He put on a pair of white sweat socks and his Nikes. He sat out on the couch, eating his cereal and waiting for Rachel to get back. About ten minutes later, Rachel returned and immediately smirked when she saw her roommate on the couch. Trying to get more pictures, she asked. I think the pictures I took of you were better than the ones you took of me. No, I learned my lesson, said Tracy. Did you have a good run? Yes, I did, replied Rachel. You're in a surprisingly good mood this morning. Look, I screwed up and you taught me a lesson. I'm not afraid to say I was wrong, said Tracy. That lesson, as you put it, is still going on, you know, said Rachel. It doesn't have to, pleaded Tracy. Like I said, I've learned my lesson. Maybe so, replied Rachel. I'm not letting you out of it, though. Look, I'm going to class in a few minutes, started Tracy. Great. I hope you learn a lot, interjected Rachel. Tracy held up his nails for Rachel to see. Don't worry, that's good quality polish, and I put on more than one coat. If you want to touch up in a couple days, just let me know. But it still looks great, said Rachel. I can't go to class with my nails painted, protested Tracy. You can, if I tell you to, and I'm telling you to, replied Rachel. I'll be a laughing stock. You can't do this to me, yelled Tracy. I can, and I will, said Rachel. I expect as I feminize you further and further, a lot of people will notice things, so you had better get used to it. How can I possibly explain this, asked Tracy. People will see my nails all painted. Tell them you fell asleep and your roommate played a prank on you. Tell them you lost a bet. Tell them you just wanted to be pretty. I don't really care what you tell them. Not my problem, explained Rachel coldly. No, be reasonable, said Tracy. I've been very reasonable, and if you say another word about this, I'm going to stop being reasonable and make you wear a pair of my sandals to class to show off your pretty toenails, too, warned Rachel. You wouldn't dare, said Tracy. I've had about enough of this. 
Okay, I warned you, said Rachel, as she advanced on Tracy. He hated himself for it, but he backed up from her like a frightened little boy. She quickly grabbed his right arm and twisted it behind his back. Leading him into her room, she gave him a choice. You're going to wear the sandals to class, but you have a choice of whether you want to put them on with or without a spanking. Fuck you, said Tracy. You can't do this to me. All right, I gave you a choice, replied Rachel, sitting on the bed and undoing Tracy's belt and unzipping his pants. Once his pants were down around his ankles, she pulled him over her lap. No, cried out Tracy, but as she put her right leg over him, trapping his legs between hers with his arms still twisted behind his back, he felt incredibly helpless. Yes, you need to learn to obey me, said Rachel. It's not going to get any easier for you until you do. I'll never obey you, spat Tracy. We'll see, said Rachel, as she landed her first spank on Tracy's tender ass cheeks. Ow! gasped Tracy. That was a warm-up, said Rachel. You're not going to last very long if that stung you. Sure enough, by the fourth blow, Tracy was begging her to stop, and by the ninth he was crying. By the time Rachel decided she was done at twenty-five, and dropped Tracy to the floor. He was a blubbering mess. She calmly walked over to her closet and pulled out the sandals that she would make Tracy wear to class. The shoes were white, and they completely exposed the entire top of his feet. His painted toes would be on full display. Even though they only had two-inch heels, they were still a challenge for Tracy to walk in. As Tracy tried to compose himself, Rachel crouched down and took off his shoes and socks before putting the sandals on his feet and strapping them in place. She helped him to his feet and told him to go wash up his face. He sniffled and wiped his tears from his eyes before walking to the bathroom to put cold water on his face. He composed himself, but when he exited the bathroom, there was Rachel waiting for him. Okay. Let's get going, said Rachel. You're not very good with those shoes, and we don't want you being late for class. Y you're going with me, stammered Tracy. We don't want you getting lost or forgetting to go to class now, do we? asked Rachel. Rachel and Tracy walked across the quad. Tracy couldn't handle his heels very well, and he was shaking nervously for fear of being seen. The walk actually wasn't bad, though hearing his own heels echo off the cobblestone sidewalk was really unnerving. Just remember, you'd still be wearing your gym shoes if you had simply done as I told you to, said Rachel. I'd still have to wear the nail polish, replied Tracy glumly. Yeah, but ask yourself if that wouldn't be better than the fix you're in now, said Rachel. Rachel walked him all the way to class and made sure he went inside the room and sat down. She waited outside the classroom for a while just to make sure he didn't leave. Through the window on the door, she saw him walk in through the door at the back of the classroom and sit in the back corner. 
he threw his backpack over his feet to try and hide his heels. Rachel hadn't thought of that, but he was a clever boy. He would still have a hard time hiding everything that she had done to him. Tracy tried to make sure that his hands were underneath the table. He was chagrined to see the cutest girl in the class sitting next to him. Molly Parker had already captured the attention of just about every male student in a class that was 70% guys. She had swimmer's legs with an ass for hitting the dance clubs. Her green eyes were like huge and round, like some anime princess, and she had an amazing smile that could turn any gloomy mood around. Tracy was a very dedicated student, but when he allowed himself to be distracted, it was always Molly that drew his attention. Ordinarily, he would be thrilled to have her next to him, even if he wouldn't have the nerve to strike up a conversation with a girl like her. Today, though, he had a lot to try and conceal. Like most of the math classes, it began with a couple of problems on the board for the students to contemplate and attempt to solve. The way that Professor Sanders ran his class was like clockwork. After ten minutes of the students attempting the problems, the professor would then show them an easy way to do it that would then make them all feel just a little less intelligent. Molly was in the class a few minutes after class started, but she was the last person through the door. Professor Sanders did not tolerate lateness, and nobody wanted him to call them out on it. Phew, whispered Molly. I know he saw me, but I don't think he's going to say anything. Yeah, you're lucky, mumbled Tracy. I was out late last night. I thought I'd have a massive hangover, said Molly, before noticing Tracy's pretty coral nails and the women's sandals on his feet. Oh my God, what happened to you? It's kind of a long story, replied Tracy, trying to avoid Molly's gaze. Now this is something I want to hear, said Molly. It's no big deal, said Tracy. Tell me the story and let me be the judge, insisted Molly. I'm pledging a fraternity, said Tracy. That's so cool. I've been at a bunch of frat parties already. Which one were you thinking of? You don't seem like the Alpha Theta new type, which is totally a compliment, but the nail polish really sounds like them, replied Molly. Y yeah, that's the one, stammered Tracy. Great, I have a few friends in that house. You have a party Thursday night, right? asked Molly. Yeah, of course, said Tracy. I hope to see you there. Hey, why are you pledging in the middle of summer? asked Molly. Most of the students won't even be on campus until September. I guess they just really wanted me or something, said Tracy. A disapproving glare by the professor brought both students back to their work. They were both very dedicated, or they would never have been invited to participate in this early math class. Tracy hated his awkwardness. He wanted to talk with Molly, and maybe even ask her out. But with his painted nails and women's shoes, it sure wouldn't be today. Besides, even if she said yes, there was still that stupid cage that Rachel had put him in. After class was over, Tracy let everyone else leave first, so they wouldn't see him struggling in the sandals and notice something was up. 
Tracy noticed several people were giggling at his painted nails, but most were unaware. Sitting in the back of the room had been a good choice. When Tracy finally did get the courage to get out of his seat and leave the room, he was surprised to see Molly still in the hallway talking to two guys. They were both a bit taller than he was, and he guessed they were sophomores or juniors. Molly saw Tracy even before he saw her. Hey, she called out, but he turned in the opposite direction and continued down the hallway. In the heels, he wasn't really fast enough to get away from her. Why didn't you stop? I was calling after you, she asked. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I saw you talking with those two other guys, replied Tracy. Those two other guys? asked Molly. Do you mean your fraternity brothers? Uh, well, Tracy could do nothing but curse his bad luck. Don't feel bad. They don't know you either, said Molly. Sorry, I guess I did kind of lie there. I just didn't want to tell you what had happened, admitted Tracy. That's okay. It's none of my business, said Molly. I imagine there's a good story there, that's all. I know you didn't do it yourself. First, the polish is on too neatly. And secondly, I don't think you would have chosen to wear those sandals to class that you can barely even walk in. They are a real pain, agreed Tracy. If you must know, it's my roommate. He did this to you? asked Molly, raising her eyebrows in disbelief. She replied Tracy, rather embarrassed by it. Well, her and her friend did anyway. Now this is interesting, said Molly. I won't pry, but I knew there was a good story here. I take it that next class the polish will be gone and your old shoes will be back, asked Molly. I sure hope so, replied Tracy. If not, you should wear a skirt. Show off those legs, teased Molly. It was bittersweet for Tracy when Molly finally left. He felt a huge weight lifted off of his back, not having to talk about his nails or shoes anymore. But he also enjoyed talking to her. It could never go anywhere, he knew. But she was cute, and she was fun, and he just liked to be in her presence. With a deep sigh, he turned and headed back to his apartment, determined to put his foot down once and for all. When Tracy arrived home, he saw that Rachel was already there. She was in the kitchen, on her tablet, while she munched on a salad. "'Welcome home, dear. How was your class?' she asked. "'Pretty miserable,' replied Tracy honestly. "'Everybody could see my nails and my shoes.' "'Poor baby,' replied Rachel. "'You'll get used to it.' "'Used to it,' replied Tracy, kicking off his sandals. This has to end now. Sorry, that's not going to happen, said Rachel. You also need to put those slippers back on, unless you want to slip into some higher heels. Look, I pay half the rent, and I have the right to be treated like an adult, said Tracy. An adult bitch, maybe, replied Rachel. Don't forget those pictures I took. You can't do this, pleaded Tracy. It isn't right. Neither is taking pictures of me coming out of the shower without my permission, you little pervert, replied Rachel. Now, go put on a dress. Paige will be over in a while to give you your makeup lesson. 
Hi, and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I'm a day late, and boy, what a crazy uh, week that was. Uh, it started on last Thursday. I uh, went to work, and I spilled half a cup of Dunkin' Donuts hot cocoa on myself, my word processor, my coat, and my car. Then I got a call. I had um, I had gone in for just some routine medical tests and, you know, physical stuff and took a blood test. And I got a call back, you know, I'm calling from the doctor's office. It's very important that you uh, contact us as soon as possible. We just got the results of your blood work in. We'll be um, here till 6. So I'm freaking out at work and I call... Well, I'm really not supposed to. And I call, and I get the doctor, and she's very, very friendly. And she's like, hey, you know, just want to let you know your tests are normal. Uh, your vitamin D is a little bit low. Really? Who leaves a message like that because your vitamin D is low? In Chicago, we hadn't had sun for 10 days. Everybody's vitamin D was low. Then my heater in my car wasn't working. I expected it to be a $150 fix. Uh, it turns out to actually fix it, it'd be 3000 but they kind of jury-rigged it, and hopefully it'll work. And then finally I get home from the mechanic to find that my computer has crashed. I'm not a computer expert. If you hear a little bit of a hum in the background, it's because I haven't put the case back on yet. But the problem was one of the fans had died, and that caused the computer to overheat. It took me three guesses to figure out the right size fan. And I'm one of those really obsessively on-time people when it comes to what I publish. So my books are always published Thursday night, so they'll be ready on Friday. If I publish one of Pam's books, I publish those on Tuesday, so they'll be ready on Wednesday. And this podcast, I'll start on it Sunday night if I know it's going to take a while, because I want it going out on Monday. And um, there was just no way. I finally did get it fixed about 9 o'clock last night. So, fortunately, we're back. New show. It's Miss Jen Davis again with the second part of The Sissy's Mentor. Um, In this particular story, it's a college freshman who winds up through a mistake rooming with a graduating college senior and uh, gets busted taking pictures of her coming out of the shower. So, she kind of, you know wasn't like she was really new, just kind of sweaty and, you know, dressed in a towel. So she kind of feels sorry for him, but at the same time, her and her dominatrix friend Paige put him through his paces and really, you know, feminize him, as people do in my stories. And so in this particular episode, we have Tracy, who, same name, male or female, is just getting used to his new situation and uh, finds out it's it's not going to be a one-time thing. So that's Miss Jen Davis. Like I've said before, she is like the queen of, of spanking. And the story is from The Sissy's Mentor, number two, which I published last year. Hope you like it.